0: Give Jesus a shout of praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You you may be seated. Uh, as Pastor Mark said, thank you. And, you know, Elder Mark and Katie have been with us, like he said, through the good, the bad, the ugly, amen? And we're still here, aren't we, all of us, fighting the gates of hell. And uh, it's such an honor. You know, when God gave me that that actually impartation and is a vision and like uh just a divine—I just came to explain it. How God put it in my spirit, almost like my name. It was so branded in me that I would—the main focus of my life would be to bring two streams together: integrity and faith in God's word, and demonstration and manifestation of His glory. And as I've been sharing with you, you can read through the epistles through Paul, where he had written in Ephesians and Romans, and talked about the same spirit. Or the same glory that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same spirit, the same glory that's in us, his believers, right? So, glory is not necessarily an adjective. Glory is a noun. Glory is not just a manifestation. Glory is Holy Spirit. And glory has attributes. As the Holy Spirit has attributes, that's where you see salvation and deliverance and healing and freedom and love and all those things that come through God's glory. And when you think about it, one of the things that God really commissioned me about, and you guys here see it a lot more, and that is as I minister, as God's blessed me to minister healing and deliverance and salvation, many times I'll just stop in the middle and talk to you about what Holy Spirit said to me. You know, you'd be a poor demonstrator if you just did your thing and walked away. If you're trying to sell a product, you're not going to sell much just talking about how great your product is and going away. But if you can demonstrate the product, and I believe in this season, this time, it's time to kick it in wide open that we not only preach the gospel, tell the truth about God, but we demonstrate the gospel so that those who would never believe or never even hear the gospel would be drawn to Him. Another thing we did, this will be an annual conference for sure. Amen. Amen. And a key to that is this year we didn't invite other churches. I'm thankful if any churches are here and I have friends and we have ministries around this state or really around the country. And it's open for anyone to come. But I felt like this first year it needed to just be for the family. And I'm so honored how you guys have shown up, man. Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. Here you are this morning, and I know you'll be here tonight, this evening. And this is about covenant. You know, every person on this platform is a spiritual father. They're not just a pastor or a teacher. No, they're spiritual fathers. Everyone up here is an apostle. They operate in the apostle of thumb, touches every gift, prophet, evangelist, teacher, all of it, Pastor. And everyone carries a weight. And one of the definitions for glory is weightiness or heaviness. Doxa in the, Hebrew, in the Greek means to be made seen or manifest. And when you have men of God and women of God that are ministering to you and demonstrating the gospel, you feel their weightiness. Have you felt that this week? And when Dr. Corey Barker here, oh my goodness. What a powerhouse. And, you know, he and I are in covenant, and I've been in covenant now for four years with, with my brothers here and uh, mentors, really, and Pastor Isaac. And you're finally getting, it's like I've had this brother I've been wanting, every, my whole family hasn't met my brother yet. That's Pastor Toye, really, Apostle Toye. My goodness. What an amazing man of God he is, and his beautiful wife, Wumi, she can preach the house down, too. He has an anointed family, has about four different churches. We'll introduce him in a moment. But it's such an honor he would take time to come and be here. But I just felt it needs to be covenant family. And that's the way it's going to be. If someone's not in covenant during this conference, they're not going to speak on this platform for sure. And I want to take a few minutes to kind of set tonight up. Then we'll receive our offering and then Pastor Toy will come. But what we're going to do tonight, I, I, I told you we were going to do the fire tunnel in honor of Dr. Shambock, Brother Shambock, But we're going to do it differently. And this is something I've learned from my brothers. And it's amazing impartation. Holy Spirit was dealing with me last night. And then he spoke to me. As soon as my eyes opened this morning, I just felt, okay, that's it. We're going to have an anointing service. But the way we're going to do it is we're going to have the men of God up here and we're going to have stations and we'll each have oil in front of us And I want to encourage you to bring a bottle of oil. Get you some olive oil, whatever. And what we're going to do is anoint you, even if you don't have a bottle of oil, we're going to anoint you. And if you have your oil, we're going to anoint your oil so that for 365 days from this time this year to this time next year, you'll be able to anoint yourself and your family to see faith and glory manifested in your life every day in every way. When you have a situation, anoint it. You have a you have a teenager you got to deal with, anoint that door and speak over that child. I'm telling you, whatever. This, this same anointing and impartation that you're experiencing, I want you to carry it with you. I want you to have something tangible that you can apply to your situation. One of my favorite places in the scripture when it talks about anointing and passing on a mantle is between Elijah and Elisha. And we see it in... in uh, in Second in 1 Kings, well, yeah, 2 Kings in chapter 2, when Elijah, Elijah is ready to go to heaven. And he doesn't make it easy on Elisha. He never made it easy on Elisha, his son, right? It, and that's something you got to realize. A friend is a friend, but a son is a son. I, I don't treat my sons like I do my friends, right? It's a different relationship, but it's even a greater relationship. So look at this. It so said, it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah, the heaven... Uh, to heaven by a whirlwind. That Elijah went to Elisha. Went uh, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, "Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel." But Elijah said, "As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you." So they went down to Bethel. He said, "Man, I've stuck it out with you through the tough times. I'm not missing the passing because I know God's got something right." When we look at the word Gilgal, it speaks of a place of cutting away your flesh. So he got Elisha through this time, and and, and Elisha was believing to serve him until he was gone and then continue his ministry. But Elisha had to come to a place where he died to himself. And it represents that the fact that when he got there, you know, Elijah didn't, he already knew he was going before he took him to Gilgal. But when he got him to Gilgal, where it represents dying to yourself or cutting away your flesh, then he said, I'm going to go on. Where is he going? To Bethel. What's Bethel? House of God. Place of outpouring. Now, right here in the Hebrew, it's actually El Bethel. It means God's house of God. And what he was talking about there—that in this place, in God's house of God, where God is, it's a place for empowering us for service. You know, whenever we come to church, it's—I'm not even really preaching to everybody. I'm empowering leaders because I know leaders will change the world. And I'm glad everybody's here, but every one of you I see as a potential leader. And I wanna pour into leaders because if I can raise up leaders, that's when we can change the world and change our region for God. And Bethel, the place of outpouring, the presence of God is not to give us goosebumps, it's to receive impartation for service. Everybody say, impartation for service. Now, the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha, said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from, you, from over you even this day? And he said to them, Yes, I know. Keep silent. You see, a lot of times people will have certain insights about you and how God made you and your gifts, and they can see the surface of matters. They can see the surface things. And then when they look at you, they, they see your gifts and but they don't really see the why. They don't see the important stuff, the stuff that makes you, the stuff that empowers you to walk when you can't walk on your own. The empower, the empowerment that delivers you when you can't deliver yourself, the empowerment that fills you when you can't even feel yourself. And Elisha had learned that by following Elijah and being with him in relationship, in covenant. Everybody say covenant. See, these other prophets were students because in the Old Testament time, the prophets were really more like the pastors. They had schools of prophets like we'd have schools raising up pastors. And these were students. They weren't in covenant with Elijah. They wanted to be like him someday, but Elisha was in covenant and he understood. And you know, I'll tell you one thing, God will speak to you before he'll speak to any students around you when you're in covenant with a man or woman of God. So it says, he said, be silent. And then in verse 4, it said, Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Where did he want him to stay? He wanted him to stay where? where the, right there where, where service was empowered. In other words, he was probably hoping, I know he was hoping he would go with him, but he gave him an out at every stage. Whenever you're in covenant with a man or woman of God, especially your spiritual father, mother, or mentor, it's not their job to chase you. It's not their job to say, oh, please, will you? No, 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 no. Men and women of God need to be like Elijah. We'll love you. We'll let you share in our life. But we're not going to chase you. And that's what I'm so thankful about you this weekend. Man, you have been chasing the anointing. You have been chasing the presence of God. You have been chasing the impartation that God has for you. And God will not disappoint. Do you believe that this morning? So it says, now the son said so they were where? at Jericho, right? So what's Jericho represent? It speaks of destroying or breaking down the walls of the enemy the petitions that keep you from your breakthrough, the petitions that keep you from your ministry, the petition that keeps you from the anointing that God's placed on your life, from the fulfillment of the calling on your life. And he said, now, I'm going to go down to Jericho. Now, the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho, they came to Elijah and said to him, do you know that your Lord, the Lord will take him away? And he said, and he answered again, yes, I know, keep silent. Elijah said, go with me, stay here, I'm going to go to Jordan. And then it says in verse 7, And the fifty men of the sons of the prophets went down. You know, the word here is interesting. It's not prophet. It wasn't Elijah's school. It was a school that prophets were over, but they were from different prophets, protégés of different prophets that had put them in a school. It's one thing when you're in a school, and that's good, but it's another thing when God has blessed you to be attached to a man or woman of God that has a mantle on their life that you need. You know, one of the greatest things I get so much from my covenant relationship with this ministry, these ministries and, you know, with Bishop Oyedipo, I've never met him. I watch him, I watch his messages, I read his books, and these men represent him in this nation. And as we sow, and that's where we sow into, that's, that's, that's where we're connected since, since uh, 2018. We have been told of January 2018 officially connected that ministry. And God has just rekindled gifts in me, Pastor Toye, that, that I hadn't seen in years. He's, I mean, it's like I'd see him occasionally, but now anything that I go for, it's like I got that faith again, that crazy faith to go for it. And that's because of covenant relationship and how Bishop Oyedepo has raised sons up and sent them out around the world and how we're connected with that anointing. And I want you to understand the greatest thing I've learned from these guys and I want to do a better job as a father, I have to correct myself. I've done a very very poor job of teaching you honor. I live in honor. And if you've been around me and seen me around anyone, I honor people. And I honor men and women of God. And I honor gifts. And you this, this coming year, we're going to focus on how to honor and give honor where honor's due. Because when you give honor where honor's due, that means it's a payday for you. You don't get your payday, whatever it is you want, to receive from a man or woman of God because you didn't do what you were supposed to do on due day. But if you honor, give honor where honor's due, when it's time for you to receive honor, that due will come to pass for you. Can anybody say amen to that? Anyway, as a side note. Now, these other men, these prophets stood back from a distance while the two of them stood at the Jordan. Now, Elijah took his mantle off, right, which represents his calling, his power, his anointing, rolled it up, struck the water, and it was divided this way and that way. On the two of them, as the two of them crossed over. You see, whenever you're connected, you may not have the mantle to break down the walls to open up the path you need to get to your next, but that man or woman of God, you're in covenant and in relationship When they pull their mantle off on your behalf, it opens up the runway for you to go into your next. That's what's happening this weekend. And that's what's going to happen tonight when we anoint you. Whenever these men of God and I lay our hands on you and anoint your oil, it's like taking the mantle, splitting the partitions, making partitions to the runway of your next. Anybody ready for your next? Hmm. So it was divided this way and that way. The two of them crossed. Verse 9. So it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I may do for you before I am taking from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be on me. What is spirit? It's glory. Let a double portion of your glory God's manifested presence, God's spirit that's on you, be on me. He didn't say, let me be like you or let me kind of say, I want a double portion. I believe tonight, whatever you put in your heart that you want from God so you can be at better service for him. Not so you get something, but so you can serve God at a higher level and be more effective for the kingdom. I'm believing for double whatever you had a marker set out for I believe God is going to double whatever you dreamed or imagined was going to happen for you this weekend. Does anybody believe that with me this morning? Hmm. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so. If not, it shall not. In other words, he says, I'm open. You paid the price, but it's not my decision. I can't call you. I can't even anoint you. I can just allow you to grab and receive from the anointing and impartation God's put on my life. And then in verse 11, it says, and then it happened as they continued and talked suddenly. Everybody say suddenly. And that's, I think that's what uh, Dr. Coy was talking about too. Suddenly, right? God doesn't move what? quickly. He moves suddenly. Suddenly, a chariot of fire Appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went by the whirlwind into heaven. Now, think about that. How did Holy Spirit or God's glory manifest in the upper room? Tongues, as of what? Tongues of fire going on him. What is that? Tongues of glory. The weightiness, the power, the spirit, the presence. But when you get Holy Spirit, it's not the he's he when you get holy spirit you also have access to his attributes to his personality to his ways to his means and when he saw it fire came and what he went to heaven now look at this verse 12 and elijah saw it and he cried out my father my father the chariot of israel and its horsemen so he saw him no more and he took hold of his clothes old clothes and tore them in two, into, into two pieces. And Elijah, Elisha saw it. And we, when he carried out, and Elijah saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel has taken a horse, I saw him no more. And he took hold of his old clothes and he tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and stood by the Jordan. Now, now, what's cool about this is, think about this, guys. What if he didn't pick that mantle up? He says, "Okay, I'm waiting for goosebumps. I'm waiting for something could, might, possibly, almost happen. Lord, you promised me, Lord. I love, you know, Pastor teaching the, uh, Pastor Isaac teaching about. God doesn't care about your feelings. He's giving you an instruction book. You don't even need to pray if you got instructions. Just do the instructions, and then if you need to pray, pray." But just think about it. He, 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 he already knew in his spirit what he had to do. And he picked up the mantle of the man of God. And what did he do? I love it. He could have just went on and left those other guys. But he knew he had to go back through to test the mantle, to test the anointing. And he comes right back because that water had started flowing again. And he took the mantle of Elijah. Elijah that had fallen from him, and he struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also struck the water, it was divided this way and that way, and Elisha crossed over. I believe this day, from the time you get up here, Pastor Oye, to the time you finish ministering and we do our anointing service, there's going to be a crossing over. A supernatural crossing over from where you are today to where God desires you to be. I believe, because faith is a form of accelerated time. If you need a bone healed and you're praying in faith for that, when the gifts of spirit moves, it accelerates time. It goes into the future and brings the healing material for your leg in your now. Faith, even though it's spoken in the future, Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is, it says, now faith is in Hebrews 11.1. And I believe in, I know that I know the faith is here in this room and on these men of God and me that tonight you're going to cross over. So whatever you put on your heart you were expecting, whatever level of healing, whatever level of filling, whatever level of provision, whatever level of deliverance, I'm just telling you right now, get ready for double. Can anybody say double this morning? I said, can anybody say double? Stand up and shout double! 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 double you're crossing over to double give God a shout